everyone. Welcome to Horror Film Lovers, and I am your host for the night, Michael McGlenn. And I'm Woo! here with absolutely wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous uh, co-host, Mr. Jonathan Moody. <laughs> well, thank you. I didn't know you thought me as beautiful, but all right. Um, well, we'll gorgeous, go with that. Right? <laughs> oh, you're just so nice. <laughs> so, uh... We have a great special uh, episode, at least I'm, I'm going to call it a special episode tonight. Um, uh, Jonathan and I both have been absolutely very good. We've been on our uh, good, we've definitely been uh, focusing on like, you know, other people's films and focusing on others. But as some of y'all who've been watching us probably knows that um, I actually am a producer for a production company called Slasher 15. And Paul himself is also a writer and oh, sorry, John, Paul, sorry, John. I don't know why I said Paul. Man. Well, we were talking about Paul presents earlier. So that might've been the, yes, yes. you know, Jonathan um, uh, is also a writer and director and actor himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have both decided that for our last episode, episode of this season we were going to go and review one of my films and then the very first uh, episode of next season we're going to do one of jonathan's films there you and, go and why not i mean we give a lot of love to everyone else why should we give each other a little love i mean it, it's more it's it's okay if it's like two people and one person has nothing to do with it you know what i mean like because if both people have something to do with it it just seems like you're just you know pandering you know to your own own stuff but you know, this way we're actually helping each other out. Exactly. Yeah. So what are we watching? What are we reviewing and not watching? What are we, what did we already watch and we're reviewing? Oh, well, we watch and actually this is actually, this movie is very near and dear to my heart in a lot of ways. It was the very first film I ever got to do. Uh, it's also the first film I ever uh, produced. Um, and, uh, it just held a, a, a soft spot in my heart. It's one of my favorite genres of all time. It's horror camp comedy slasher. Uh, we reviewed Slasher 15's Bloody Summer Camp, written and directed by one David Kerr. Yes. So, okay. So now I'm going to have to ask this question because, you know, I, I'm, I'm nosy about this and stuff. But how did... And like, how did you go from like, oh, I'm being cast in the film to, oh no, now I'm a producer of the film? Oh, that's actually a, a fun question. Um, in the very, very, very beginning, um, I actually was a perk buyer. Uh, when Dave uh, uh, Coran his Indiegogo, ironically, before that, I actually tried to reach out to him through, for his previous film, uh, Return of the Slasher Nurse. Uh, but when I contacted him, I I think he wrapped up filming. I think it was like maybe like two, three months. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, man, we we wrapped up a couple months ago. We're good. But he told me about about Bloody Summer Camp, and he was going to do a crowdfunder for that. And I saw it, and I was like, you know what? I could audition, and maybe I'll get in, but I could just buy my way in and I'll, I'll be damn guaranteed to get killed and it'll be great for my bucket list. Um, and so I got it. Dave uh, reached out to me. He goes, Hey, I see you actually live near, near me. You want to come out and meet up? I'll give you a good idea of how I write your character uh, for the films. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I went out there, uh, him and I hit it off real well. Then he told me that they were actually getting ready to have the return of the slash nurse uh, rap party that night. Um, and he said a lot of the uh, some of the actors and actresses from uh, uh, from this will probably be in, in his next film. So it'd be good uh, time for me to get to meet some of them and get to know them. But I hit it off really well with all of them. And then uh, 
we did our first script reading and I play a very goofy out there uh, character. Uh, some would even say uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo's uh, Love Child. Uh, I played a, a, a co-camp director. named. You're kind uh, of like Shaggy and Velma together. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I like, I mean, you're, you're kind of, you're nerdy, you know, and, but you're not a stoner as far as I know. Like, like, I don't think you, as far as we, unless that that's what you kind of wanted uh, people to think, but I didn't, I didn't think that way, you know, but you might be right. Cause like, that was never really his bag. I mean, you know, I mean, he definitely helped us sneak the beer out for the campfires and everything. So he's, he's definitely guilty of being a, a party guy, but you may be right though. Like he may not do that. So your character, I have to ask this before I forget. Cause I will forget, you know, I've got, I've got a bad brain. Um, your character, uh, you know, comes in uh, to the nurse's station and asks about, okay, by the way, there are spoilers. There's going to be spoilers yeah. in this because there just can't be any way we talk about this movie without spoilers. But your character comes in and asks for, you know, to, to, for the nurse, uh, Nurse Jill, I think was her name, which is played by, uh, beautifully by uh, Julianne Prescott. Mm -hmm. uh, love her. Um, but you, you come up to her and you say, like your groin hurts or whatever, which is the same exact thing Michael had said earlier. Were you watching him? Uh, oh, no, actually, uh, it, was, it was supposed to be kind of a little fun, a little round joke, because obviously uh, when you see uh, the other guy do it first, Michael uh, Deters, played by uh, Wayne Townsend, uh, he actually is trying to do it because he wants to get a quick little pop and feel because the nurse is hot. Well, um, also, I think, wasn't there like a little thing between them already? Like they already you know kind of hooked up before or something uh i'll use that they hooked up before but it's like uh he used to peek at her while she used to undress and she knew it but she would let it go because she did think he was cute so and, and she was flattered that like you know that, that you know, he wanted to watch her undress and stuff like that but uh but yeah no uh, uh that little make out scene in the oh, like and there was the first time the actual you actually had a uh, sexual actual encounter oh I, I I misread that, but yeah, no, I totally thought it was uh, that they had some kind of little thing going before, and this was, you know, whatever. But they were interrupted, you know. They were by uh, by one Miss Felissa Rose, which God, <laughs> I love working with her so much. She's like, I mean, she if you watch other slasher fifty films after play summer camp, like go away when Slash Nurse comes out, uh, you know, you'll see a trend. You're gonna see her in all of them too. Uh, that's because we love her, and she's just absolutely amazing across the board. <laughs> so your character also wanted to get a little feel from her? Uh, well, actually, mine it was actually supposed to be uh, legitimate. Like, I actually really did pull my groin. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but why I made the whole thing funny, and, and why Julie Prescott kind of did that style, like, Oh god, not another one. Because you know, she was like, she was thinking at first, oh god, another hornball. But yeah. mine was actually and it's like no, like, well, like you know, Roger. I felt like, felt like was the uh, definition of uh, ignorance is bliss, which is why he was always so happy because he was stupid. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was, he was kind of a dumbass, but it was fun. Like he, you know, he 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 means well, and uh, you know, I I love that he becomes like the the director for a while, you know, or whatever kind of you know, he's kind of telling people what to do and shit, and when he's in charge, you know, and. Uh, yeah. And 
the writer director liked my uh, character for that one too because in the very beginning uh, uh to kind of go back uh, uh, to the original point was is that uh i, I only had uh, originally was, uh, I was supposed to have a couple scenes but uh dave kerr and his wife amber both liked my character so much that they started putting me in extra scenes and then uh Later on, we we got Felicity goes, yeah, you know, I'm gonna put you in some scenes with Felicity Rose. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, you can't turn uh, that down. <laughs> um, and then like, and then like, uh, one day, I I knew I was pretty much, I, I I like, I wasn't near done, but I knew I was getting close to done to the point where like maybe he might be saying like, hey, we can probably wrap up with you here now. Uh, and Dave actually pulled me off to the side. And he goes, hey, look, like, I need to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, all right, sure, and. Well, and we 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 went off to the side of Dave's like, okay, yeah. Um, so my uh, Amber and I've been talking about this, and uh, you're the first one on set every day. You're the last one to leave set every day. You know, like, you know, you clean up and straighten up so everything looks good. So if anyone from the camp comes by, it already looks like we're already nice and tidy, ready to go for next day. Um, and you never make a whimper. You try to help out wherever you can, or whenever you're not, whenever, whenever you're not filming, you're trying to help out, like oh, and moving the equipment or doing something else. And he's like, these are all things that uh, I would look for in my producer, and uh, I was kind of wondering if you'd like to come on and be uh, my uh, producer. Oh. That's nice. And uh, very shortly after that, uh, because uh, my wife was also stepping up and helping out too, like she was making like a lot of the meals for the cast members, is all all home cooked stuff. Like she'd make like pancakes and sausage and eggs and bacon in the morning, and then we would do oh, a- better than the actual food like the campers were getting in the movie. Yeah, oh yeah, far, far, far better. <laughs> that shit looked really gross. I don't know what you guys used, but that was disgusting. Those actors just should be grateful we had a budget. Otherwise, they probably would have been eating. <laughs> they, I mean, they talked about it sub or whatever. Like it was some really nasty shit. Um, oh, but yeah, the original one was uh, dog food, and yeah, like what, when you're in a, oh. uh, yeah, it's already bad enough when you open it. But then when you're filming constantly for hours in a room that's actually pretty warm and a little humid in there. Oh God, yeah, that yeah. stink too. Oof. Oh, wait did. Pretty... Pretty bad. Uh, um, but, you know, it, it's funny because camp food is, uh, from what I've understood, because I've never actually, I never went to camp. I never went to summer camp. Did oh, you go really? to summer camp? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, not only did I go to summer camp uh, for like four or five years when I was a kid, but then when I turned 17, I actually became a camp counselor at Camp Hemlock in uh, Clifton. Uh, no Virginia. kidding. So you had some yep. experience. Oh yeah, I mean, like, and that's one reason why I love this movie so much. Like, it brought back a lot of that of, of that nostalgia. Because the funny thing is, is like I tell everyone, they're called cliches and they're called stereotypes for a reason. It's because mm-hmm. a, a, a smidge of truth behind it. You know, like can, well, the counselors hanging out around a bonfire drinking. You know, like, well, okay. telling ghost stories. Do they do that? Like the camp legends. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like it, at least I can't say camp legends, but everyone had like ghost stories back at their hometown that they would tell everybody and stuff. Uh, but the main point was we're all here. You know, everyone would sneak out in the middle of the night, usually around like one in the morning, because all the kids were passed out asleep, and we would just go. And then we would always have uh, one counselor uh, that would always be our uh, our our uh, oh, 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 what well, well, we uh, refer to him as. I, 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 I think it was like uh, we refer to him as uh, DWs, if I'm not mistaken, which uh designated walkers uh 
uh, we, which pretty much meant that we had one person at the campfire who would just chill for the night. And what they would do is usually about every 30 to 40 uh, minutes, they would do rounds around all the cabins where all the kids were just to make sure no one was up or any uh, craziness was going on or anything was happening. So at least there was checkup. So we weren't being completely uh, irresponsible to, you know, we weren't trying to pull a, uh, a uh, Jason Voorhees at Friday the, the, the 13th here or nothing like that. <laughs> so for your first film, you know, and this is a big film to do for your, you know, to be a part of for your first film. And that's awesome. You know, congratulations on that. But like for your first film, I mean, you're you're right there in the middle of like a camp and you're doing all of this stuff. And, and it's got to be sort of surreal a little bit for you. Oh, it was. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, uh, just to be at the camp, uh, but then, like, like I said, but then we had Fliss come on, like, you know, I was... She wasn't originally coming on, or did she, like... Oh. Well, no, originally she was, but uh, but because uh, 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 we did get that result. I, th- I think it was in the first uh, crowdfunder. I, I think we got the budget to get her on. I think yeah. it was. Um, but I didn't know if I was going to have any scenes with her or not. And like you know, because like I, I had no idea where I was going, but I had scenes with her. But then we had when we ran our third Indiegogo, we got even more money. Uh, then we got Dave Sheridan on, which was even a bigger shell shock because not only am I living my dream of being acting in my favorite genre of horror film, I'm now working with two celebrities of two movies that I watched religiously growing up, like scary movie and, and sleepaway camp. Oh yeah. I watched uh, those to pieces uh, all, all, all the time. I mean, matter of fact, I can honestly tell you, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, I have a, a DVD collection of somewhere around probably close to 3,000. I mean, I could even just show you. I have it all laid out on my wall over here. And I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I can honestly tell you, uh, Scary Movie was the very first DVD I ever bought. Nice. Yep. Did you upgrade it to Blu-ray yet? Oh, I oh oh yeah, no, I did. But I mean, when 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 the churn happened from VHS to DVD, and just like like oh wow, it's small. Oh look how crisper the sound is. Even on DVD, I mean, from VHS, you're like oh my god. I mean, it was like a day night difference and stuff. Uh, um, and then so of course, like you know, I was like, well, I gotta have something I know has lots of re re replay value. And me and all my buddies back then, that was just one of our go tos. We were all hanging out, like having a couple of drinks or whatever. Scary movie. A lot of times we would get popped in, and we would just sit back and just just die laughing at all like the the uh, over the top slapstick. And it's uh, it, a silly, it's a silly fun movie, and and I love I love like you know because we talked about Scream earlier. You know, it, it's such a great parody of Scream, like the first it, one. It was so great, and it was witty, like. Because I mean, like you know, I'm sure you can agree with me a lot on a lot of these parody movies and stuff. Uh, that you got ones that are really good, smart, and witty about it, and then you got ones that you can tell you didn't even try. You just grabbed every cliche from any movie that came out that year or the year before and just tried to pile in a bunch of random jokes to blend it all in, and yeah. it feels forced at that point. I mean. And I think that's one of the reasons why I loved up playing some campus so much too, because it did have that coyness. It didn't have that cliche, but it wasn't over the top stupid. I, there, there were moments with Dave Sheridan that was a little, a little more over the top, you know, and silly. Like the the part where the guys, you know, the guys walking with like the blood all over him, and Dave Sheridan looks over. I think he's with um, uh, Rick, um, you know, together, like you know, and he's like. Looking over, he, he was like, uh, 
oh, what's what's wrong with you, man? Uh, what, what's all that blood on your shirt, you know, about? And, <laughs> you know, whatever. And then he's like, uh, it's paint. And he's like, oh, that makes sense. You know, you get a mess if you're not really used to painting. Okay, you know. Oh, let me have that knife. I'll give it back to you in 72 hours if no one else claims it, you know. And he lets the guy go or whatever. And I was just like, and then the black guy walks down. He's like, hey. Hey, you know, all of a sudden, which is such a parody of like real life situations, but in the 80s, like the twentieth degree, you know. No, oh, like and if you remember, dude, there were tons of movies that came out in the eighties, and especially in the nineties, I should know uh, Rodney King thing, where like the whole cop thing, like you know, like you know, uh, you know, doing that kind of profile and uh, and stuff, became like a run on gag, and you know, we were kind of like tapping into a little bit of that. It was kind of more like. It was funny to uh, uh, not really funny, but it was it, it felt more organic when we were doing it because it was in the 80s because like it was kind of a thing. Cause I uh, I remember even when we were filming, we we're like, Are we going too far? And we and we even asked a lot of the cast, like, no, no. I was like, dude, these things were a thing, man. To ignore it would actually be even sillier because you're trying to pretend like it didn't happen when these things were happening. <laughs> exactly. No, and, I and totally agree with that. What, what were we gonna say? Oh, oh, so I, I, I was saying, and I did just like with you. Uh, I agree with them uh, that no, you're right. I mean, you know, and it's a part of what we're doing. We're trying to make an '80s film, which yeah, there are going to be there are going to be some references in there and things that are are seen or done and said that are not going to be looked at or accepted by uh, today's social standards. But that's not what we were trying to do. <laughs> that one, right. turn back the clock. <laughs> yeah. So um, now dealing with a disabled kid, we can't say. The other stuff they were saying because but and that's the thing like did you guys get any flack at all for some of the language that you guys used because even though it was set in the 80s and a lot of that would be used you know uh was 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 there any like reviews or or people commenting on trailers about you know like the the language used uh there was one film reviewer. I, funny enough, most of them actually applauded us and actually like not only applauded uh, the humor we did, but applauded us for taking that step. Because uh, a lot of people wouldn't have done that and stuff. But like I said, I feel like that would have been a dishonor to try to do an A's film and try to write it as something that we all know it wasn't. Uh, mm -hmm. If you grew up in the 80s, you knew what the 80s were like, period. Uh, but there was one reviewer uh, and it was always kind of a little bit comical because I think he was trying to get clickbait or something because uh, he was trying to call our movie racist. Um, uh, and, I, and of course, we're here thinking, like, and we, uh, I started reading the review and stuff. And I'm here thinking, OK, obviously it's going to be about the Dave Sheridan scene, like blah, blah, blah. OK, yeah, yeah. But it's like, dude. I don't know what to tell you, man. These were the kind of things we're actually making a little bit of awareness. You can almost say on that one, but then I started reading the review, and he he didn't even mention it. What did he, he mention? He mentioned in the opening that when uh, Kay Lee, his character, went to go grab the two drinks, one was an orange drink and one was a grape drink. He tried like, it, and and if you watch the, if you go back and watch, I know you know, like you may not have caught this, but I mean, like you know, we went back to watching because we're like, wait a minute, no, I don't think that's right. He tried calling it racist because, oh, yeah, look, her white friend, and, like, you know, went to go grab her black friend a, a, a grape soda. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, one dude, if you actually watch when, uh, like, the, and when they're getting ready to leave, Shonda grabs uh, her drink first. Right. She it's, drink, and it's what? 
it, it's the orange one she grabs because then Kay grabs the, the second drink and then she gets up and leaves. And then guess what? She grabbed the grape one. Which so is, all- that's all actually that's reverse racism then. Right. Oh, I mean, I'm sure, but I mean, like, like I said, I kind of felt like the guy was just trying to do a uh, clickbait, you know, like, you know, to try to get like people like, you know, to do, you know, you know how people were at that time where like, you know, trying to be edgy or trying to or, or trying to get people canceled was was kind of like the cool thing uh, to do and stuff. Oh, let's get this movie canceled or something or like get Dave canceled for writing this. I mean, what the hell? I guess probably just more getting a bad negative spotlight on us. I mean, I, I, we, we, we personally didn't care, and you know, and that's one reason why I applaud Dave even uh, more. Is like, uh, like when he did the review, he tagged Dave on it. Dave let it on his page. He's like, you know what, bad or good. He's like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, we have a rule of thumb. As long as you're not being straight up mean, like you know, where you're like, you know, um. Because uh, uh, we actually had one review removed from IMBD uh, uh, because he was uh, uh, shaming a lot of our uh, talent uh, that did not deserve it, nor nor the things that was he saying were even remotely uh, appropriate. Uh, so we asked for that one to be removed. But if you, but if we get a review saying, "Hey, I didn't like the film. I felt like this wasn't good. I thought that was well wasn't good." I mean, whether we agree with you or not, it's your opinion, and we'll let it stand and, and such. I mean, whether we agree with you or not on that front, that's just you know, that's just it. But as long as you're being fair, and not only that, as long as we can tell you watch the movie, because there was there was that bug that's just like, "Yeah, I got I watched five minutes of the movie. I already knew it was going to be a bad movie." I'm like, "Well, then you didn't really watch the movie then." Right. Right, uh, five minutes. I mean, heck, I mean, there are a lot of uh, like you know, uh, like um, you know, hour long uh, animation, like short movies that I don't know the whole synopsis of what's going on in five minutes, much less an hour and a half full feature length film. <laughs> so I will just say this: I love the two girls, you know, Lokay and uh, Chandra. Like, absolutely, I think they are so freaking funny and and like and so good. Like, well. Kay's Kay's character was more dramatic, which I I liked a lot. You know, like she wasn't that funny, and that wasn't like because that just wasn't her character. You know, but what? Yeah, yeah, Kay was supposed to come off more as that sweet and innocent type, like you know, the one that you know, you're kind of like you know, I'm I'm not looking for love, but if love finds me, you know, you know, uh, that kind of thing, yeah. She wasn't yeah, looking for I, anything but to do her job. That's really what she was there for. And uh and uh and then you got Cody, you know, Falk, who I've worked with, you know, as well. And I adore him. Um, so having him in there as the you know, um I you know, his character was so hard to, to read, which I think is his point. Like I think that's what he was trying to go for. You know, like his character was a little hard to read of like where he was going and especially that that came from at the end. You don't know whether he's if he's the killer or not, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when it becomes that way, because, you know, uh, but I did love that scene with him and the uh, the cook, you know, and shit. And then the cook's like, you know, and I'm like, fuck you if you, you know, you know, you know, starts attacking them, and I'm like, Jesus, like this guy should not be cooking anybody food, you know, like what the hell. And to show how good you that actor was, because uh, that was a Christian uh, a Jensen, 
he is also a uh, novelist, but he actually, it was so funny. He wanted to, uh, like, 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 like he has a, a publicist or whatnot. And um, he said he was going to do a rom-com of, of, of a book and, and stuff. And his publicist was trying to talk about, no, no, you know, uh, don't do that. Like, but, 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 but you know, people usually want to read rom coms from uh, girls the way he do. He wrote a rom com under an alias and he turned himself into a woman. <laughs> he did that just to, just to write a rom com. Was it a rom com script or a book? Oh, it was a novel. Novel, nice. Well, that's mean, funny. Yeah, you know? it was. It was actually very well reviewed too. I might <laughs> So I mean, go. No, nobody called that one racist, did they? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's uh, so. Yeah. Well, the cookie did a great job. He was he was really like obnoxious, you know, which is what he was supposed to be, you know, or whatever. You know, he's talking about fucking the girl in the ass, you know, whatever, you know. I wanted to do a little nod to like the creepy cook from Sleepaway Camp uh, in our own way. It was, it was our way of kind of giving a nod because, like, you know, when you see our film, you. Look, I mean, I know you're a fan of the same films I am. Uh, on yeah. You saw a lot of nods that we gave to a lot of those old eighties uh, slashes. I mean, you see a little, little Friday Thirteenth, a little Friday Thirteenth. I, I think I see a little burning. I see a little, um, you know, all yeah. those Prowler. You know, all those kind of exactly. Parts. We wanted to sprinkle a little bit of love, like you know, for across that genre. Because I mean, I loved uh, that era of slasher. So like you know, to give it all that love, like I, I was, of course, I was one hundred percent on board for that one. <laughs> Well, I, you know, and this is why I like this one better than like the American horror story camp one that they did. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a really big fan of that because they, because the problem is they took it way too seriously where it became, uh, where, where it, if if they tried to, I guess, make it look like if it was from the 80s and stuff. And, and that could be cool, but I just, it didn't work for me. Like it just, for some reason, um, what you guys did was made it still feel like the eighties, but also still feel like it wasn't, you know? Um, mm -hmm. at one point I was wondering, is this the eighties? Cause this, it, not because like there was anything wrong or whatever, just because it just felt like this could be almost any time. And that was the eighties. The eighties wasn't trying to to be the eighties, you know what I mean? It was trying to be this could be this is the time, this is when it's made or whatever, you know what I mean? Like so I feel like that's how this movie came off. Oh no, I mean I and that's definitely a fair assessment. I mean I mean, especially like, you know, with all the updated equipment, you know, you know, yeah, we can always make things look grainier, but we didn't want to go too crazy either. You know, we wanted a good looking film, one that would be something that people would want to come back and watch again hopefully you know i mean uh and uh that's one thing i did like like a lot about blood summer camp uh you know not too many horn but i felt like this one had a lot of good uh, playback value to it especially when you get to the ending and everything and you find who it is if you go back and watch again you'll actually notice there is a lot of subtle hints as to who the killer is sprinkled throughout the whole entire film but you won't but, catch that the first time you'll catch that no, you later won't. when you see who it actually is yeah but when you go back and watch a couple times like oh my god how did i miss that oh, oh I, I he just said oh how did i not put that together mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well that's a sign of a good film when you can when at the end of the day you look at it and you can go it, it's like worth you know second or third or fourth viewings because you catch these, you know, little things the next time, you know. Oh, 
practically. I mean, and, and, and to add on to what you said, even too about uh, about like you know you you were guessing who you wonder who the killer was. Uh, uh, this is a fun little fact. Uh, like I, we really need to put this as, as one of our fun, one of our fun facts on the uh, IMBD page. I think people would get a really big kick out of this one. Mm. Uh, I'll go as far as say like ninety seven percent of the cast had no idea who the real killer was. We gave them all one script with one ending on who the killer was, but what we shot and what you see is a different killer. Uh, the the person who uh, you uh, who you you were made think to believe was the killer in the very very original like uh, first reveal um, uh, is who everyone thought, um, uh, which was which was the Wayne Townsend character. Like, so do we? Yeah, do we want to do? Let's do spoilers on it because we're our, go watch it on Tubi because if you haven't seen it, you know, or whatever. But we're doing spoilers, you know. Exactly. So, no, you're right. So yeah, when Wayne Townsend's uh, character was holding the mask and everything, uh, of like, of like uh, of that was actually who the cast thought it was. Like they didn't see uh, that the reveal like later on was, oh, it's actually Donnie. You know, so the- obviously Donnie did though, you know, or whatever uh, the guy who played Donnie um, yeah. knew who. Yeah. Which he wasn't playing Donnie. There, the Donnie was another guy. You know. The, so, mm-hmm. what was that guy's name? Did they ever have it? Did he have a name? Uh, it's never uh, re- uh, revealed uh, as to who he was. He kind of always kind of like kept quiet, quiet, like and being being uh, anonymous. Uh, it's led to believe that he was just a ram serial killer that crossed, uh, uh, you know, uh, when you know, accidentally pretty much crossed paths. Uh, with uh, Kay's character, because when he uh, sees her, like when you do the reveal at the end, that he was the guy that was in the store in the back. Uh, that was his first time seeing Kay's character, and that actually got him infatuated with her. Uh, like and, and like and when he was going to a camp, that's what led him to go to the camp. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if it was just some other random two people, they probably would ended up like the other random people when he first went there. They just would have ended up dead, but. There was something about Kay, about Kay's character that really, you know, infatuated him to the point where he wasn't ready. Not saying he still may not have killed her, but he wasn't ready to do that yet. You know, could it be love? It might be love. Could it just be like um, a sense of not the right time, right moment? Perhaps. But we wanted to kind of leave that a little bit up, up, up in the air. But Until that is- return to bloody summer camp. Hey, that's definitely I, I, I can uh, well, like as any politician I would say, uh, I can neither confirm nor deny hmm. that. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. I mean, nobody's you know whatever. I mean, no, as far as we know, it hasn't been you know brought to the public yet. But it's uh you know uh, it's a po- potential. I did see a reviewer uh, of it say like that it did open it up to a. Uh, potential sequel you know or whatever which i mean i will say me personally i would absolutely jump at the opportunity to do a uh, sequel to play summer camp uh, uh but i mean a lot of it is like you know even if it's a continuation which you know once again spoiler like you know obviously my character would not be in it obviously you could but- be the twin brother <laughs> I've been trying to nudge Dave on that one. I'll I'll try to nudge him too. I'll be like, he's going to be on set probably anyway. You might as well throw him in there as the twin brother. 
But when the funny thing is, is because uh, I even brought that idea uh, up to Dave, and Dave's like, nope, I'm not doing the Twin Brother thing, because he technically did do the Twin Brother thing with the first two Slashingers movies. Uh, um, um, of, of, like the main uh, lead, lead guy, like you see him get killed in uh, the original, but you see him come back in the sequel, and it turns out it's just, it, he's his twin brother and stuff. And, I, and Dave didn't want to go down that rabbit hole uh, again because he he's already done that. Yeah, been there, done that. I get it. But Amber and Owen uh, liked the idea a lot. They thought it looked cool. That's why at the very end, uh, like you know, when you see that uh, handsome devil uh, walk up to that same store and put up a missing persons and it's Kay's character, you may notice that was me, but no wig, no nothing. And uh, that was our way of kind of saying, well, at least the option of saying Roger may have a twin brother out there, which I would say if I, if I had my choice, I would name him Dodger. So that way we had Roger Dodger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Roger and Dodger, Roger Dodger. Um, <laughs> what, what is it in, in star Wars? There goes Roger, Roger. Yeah. Roger, Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, by the way, this is nothing to do with bloody summer camp, but I just have to bring this up because you're a Star Wars nerd just like me. And I was a Star Wars nerd. And I didn't even know this. Did you know that E.T. is in Star Wars? Is in the, e- the Star Wars canon? I did not. Look it up on YouTube, but you will see it. It's not fake or anything. This is real. And Phantom Menace, when, they're, when they uh, say they're trying to get rid of uh, the the senator or whatever and they want to bring the other guy into being the senator and everything mm-hmm. uh there's all those group of people all those senates senate councils there's a senate full of et people et character you know so et is actually a star wars uh thing and i'm like why don't they bring them into the, you know whatever anyway and nothing to do with bloody summer camp but i had to share that before I forget, and uh, it just popped in my head. Somebody told me today about it, and I was like, ah, you know, like, it just blew my mind, you know? Like, how how is that even possible? But it's it's because of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg being such good friends, and oh, yeah. and there's a scene in E.T. where he walks by a guy, a person dressed as Yoda, and it looks like he knows who he is, right? So there's that idea that he actually has seen a Yoda, you know, a being or whatever somewhere. And he's like, ah, I, I knew who that is, you know? <laughs> so there you go. So watch ET again. You'll see that. And then watch star Wars. And you'll be like, Oh shit. They're like same universe. So what? I mean, that's actually really cool though. I mean, I love this cross section of uh, universes. Uh, one I would love, absolutely love to see would uh, would be a crossover of Scooby Doo at, at at Camp Crystal Lake. That would be fun. Did they do I, that? Did they they didn't do that anything like that? Like I like I I I think someone did some concept art for it before, but I I've never seen anything done. But it's kind of one of those like things like like if I if I had money I could just like even if, you know I would probably just make it fun make it like I would just make a very graphic uh, animation movie uh, out of it if I could actually draw. <laughs> uh, but right, um, I can't uh, but- draw either, so don't 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 feel bad. Then I would just call upon a lot of my uh, actor friends just to come in and just do all the voiceovers uh, for me and stuff. And I mean, it could be, I mean, honestly, who knows? I mean, that might be a fun project. If I can find a good artist who could really capture like what I'm trying to uh, get done and it can do the animation and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I mean, I would definitely be very open to that idea. I mean, obviously, it'd be a fan-made film, and I'd be okay with that. I mean, um, I, well, because for me, like, it's something special for me. Like, and Can you be playing Shaggy. That. I might, I, I might do his voice. I might, I, I might very well. You can I do mean, it. I can see it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and everybody's already calling you Shaggy on this uh, in this movie, apparently. So. Yeah. Uh, and goes right back to it. That's awesome. Um. So yeah. So. You know, let's get back to Bloody Summer Camp. Yeah. I, I went on a little bit of a thing, but to talk about universes, um. So Dave's got the slasher nurse first, I guess, or whatever. You know, thing the trilogy there. I think it's trilogy. Is it quadrilogy yet, or is it just trilogy? Uh, actually, no. It would be quadrilogy because all four of his uh, movies that are are out now: uh, uh, Curse, Return, Bloody Summer Camp, and Go Away. There is there is a connection to all. Oh well. That's a yeah. Wow. That's a that's a whole. So what's the connection? Okay, well, and um, well, of course, uh, uh, curse is what started off. Return, they went to uh, uh, they went to try to find him, and at one point, um, uh, the twin brother and and the lead girl from the original one, sister, um, actually uh, find the slasher nurse's father, and they uh, and they uh, pretty much uh, torture him to try to divulge information of where the slasher nurse is because they want to kill her. Um, and, um, and then, uh, the, but what you know, and his name in that was, um, oh, oh God, well, why am I trying to think of the name? But, uh, anyway, um, if you also notice the character is missing his two front teeth, well, mm-hmm. Sla- uh, Slash was supposed to be a modern day thing, you know, 2000s era. Bloody Summer Camp, there happened to be a drug dealer there named uh, Scott, who, yeah. Got his oh James Mitchell that 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 was his name James um, Mitchell but he goes by Skunk apparently yep yep and 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 in Slasher and Return Slashers that was his name his name was James Mich- uh, Mitchell and in Play Summer Camp he got his two front teeth knocked out by Devil Face which is why later on when you see uh, Return uh, like the Slashers and you see he already has his two front teeth missing it's from what the events that happened at Play Summer Camp that's then, awesome. And then with Go Away, uh, one of the uh, sheriffs, uh, there, 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 there's a scene where uh, two sher- two cops are, are doing a ride along with a third person, uh, played by Elsie uh, Holt, uh, Xander Goldman. And then uh, uh, the, the ride along was played by uh, Steve uh, 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 Hugh Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um and uh, they're talking and, and like and and uh, Steve Hugh Nelson asked them like you know so have you always wanted to be cops and one of the cops' name is is uh, Sedora, and um and and and, the, and then the other uh, 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 the other cop actually tells us like oh yeah uh, like you know, uh, my my partner here is uh, uh, is a bit of a legacy. His uh, father actually uh, was there at the at the notorious uh, uh, you know uh, slaying in '86. Uh, he's like, "Oh crap! You mean the one at that summer camp? Yep, that's mm. the one." And w- which was played by Rick Germain's character. <laughs> Rick Germain's character, yeah, that's that's awesome. Rick's a great guy. I love him. He really um, is. Yeah, and he was so <laughs> fun in this movie. Like I, I just I loved him and Dave together. Like okay, for some right. reason, those guys just cracked me up. Yeah, I mean, I kind of felt a little bad at first because originally Rick was supposed to be uh, the uh, sheriff, but then we moved him to the deputy. But 
I'm glad we did because the chemistry those two had and just it's just the overall outlook of it because you know you've got Rick Jermaine's character you can tell this guy is smart he has some good common sense to him and at least you know can see things right there in front of him and he has to take orders and answer to a guy that you know probably a character who should be wearing a helmet at all times <laughs> I, I definitely would have it definitely would have felt different you know had Rick been the sheriff instead of you know and there's somebody else been the deputy you know instead of Dave 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 just brought something to that sheriff character that just felt so wrong. And I don't, I don't think, cause Rick's such a nice guy. I don't know. I haven't seen him do like that, you know, that kind of role, like, you know, very, you know, wrong type of role. I have seen Dave do it before. He's kind of, he played like a mayor or something once. And I was like, Oh God, this is the worst, like the nastiest mayor I've ever, you know, kind of like in, in the worst you know, kind. I think I forgot what it was for, but it was for something Felissa was in because they work a lot together. You know, um, and I love uh, it. Like I love seeing them together, like and everything. And they seem to, to you know, there seems to be some kind of connection and, and friendship there. You know. Oh, I know. I mean, we all uh, support each other. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm actually uh, weighing, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, Xander Goldman actually just uh, hit me up uh, last night, actually, to uh, let me know, like, hey, uh, can I just get an update on your address so I can send you your copy of Mount Macabre? Nice. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Um, did you, and- uh, did you like, give money to it or something? Did you? Oh, um... oh yeah. <laughs> I donated to oh. Nice. Well, I've heard but, some really great things about that movie. Oh yeah, no, I mean I'm definitely really look, look, looking forward uh to seeing that. Like I said, I know a lot of people on, on that one, so I'm I'm really I'm really interested in uh in seeing them. Uh like you know, all, all together again. And as like I said, like you know, a lot of people on that one that, that were supporting us and you know, we want to show our support back. Um and we've been uh getting it uh even with this uh, uh we just did our post uh, campaign, uh Paul uh, Ragsdale, the one who uh road directed on murder size. Uh he just donated to our campaign and you know what and funny enough, I actually did buy a copy of, of his movie. Um, wow. Yep, it's it's just honestly I loved his idea. I mean and you know, for for me, I mean, it's just like you know, if it sounds like something cool, like I'm gonna check it out. And I loved his idea of doing like an '80s style like aerobics because uh, it was it was a hot trend during that time. Uh, you know, kind of slasher. I was like, there were a few of that mix, but it was one of those ones where like I don't think that you know there were uh, as many made as there probably should have been in the '80s. Uh, if I'm to be perfectly honest with you, I would have expected a lot more. Uh, at least, like maybe not as many as like the camp, uh, the camp slasher genre, but I at least would have thought it would at least would have been like at least um, comparable to to a, to a to a degree. Like maybe not as many, but at least in the ballpark. But right. uh, I get uh, too many in the eighties actually really focused on that. I I think like, maybe like Death Spa and maybe like one or two others. I think I can think of that come in my head. Um, hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's almost a crying cry shame because, I mean, it was, like I said, it was one of those, like, just really, not only was it, like, uh, you know, a big 80s fad, I mean, it was, like, it, it, it turned into a big craze. I mean, more people, mm. uh, I know uh, 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 Dario Angel's uh, demons tapped into it even a little bit with the whole gym thing and all the uh, leotards, every, like, all the dudes and all the girls were wearing and stuff. Uh, so, uh uh god bless um uh, uh dario for at least uh, acknowledging that <laughs> right 
No, I love that. I, you know, I'm so happy when, uh, uh, like, I, I think you guys, like, what you guys have been doing is amazing. Like, I mean, for for a film like of this level to be out, you know, and be two hours long too, like that mm. that means you shot a lot of footage, you know, which took a long time to to get, you know, too. And uh, I I think that's that's uh, that's quite remarkable. So um, I I like I'm really impressed, you know, that you guys were able to do that. Oh, thanks so much, brother. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we we wanted to cut it down more, but I know uh, I, 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 when I was right there with Dave, is like there's just too much fun and too much comedy that we liked in this. That, yeah, we could have cut it out, but it would have changed the tone of the film. And we just liked it a lot. We just, you know, we really believed in the comedy in it. We really believed in, like, the gore, the kills, like... And after watching a bunch of times, like I, I love the flow because I mean it has that good mixed blend of like laughs and kills and laughs and kills and you know I, I like that in my horror comedies because a good laugh in between your kills really kind of lowers your guard a little bit and then when that next good jump scare comes in, it has, as I'm not saying it's a guarantee but it has a better chance of maybe catching you off guard maybe. I told Matt Burns he played the worst drug dealer ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm watching uh, Bloody Summer Camp, and you are the worst drug dealer ever. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, right, mom? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, who brings their mom on a drug deal? Like, period. Or uh, like helps you know, whose mom helps them out? You know, drug dealing. You know, or whatever. It's so funny. And uh, you know, I I love that the fact that now now I understand why he didn't die because I figured. You know, his character was so useless in a way, like he could have died, you know, like he didn't even get the drug. So like what what point, you know, right. And then now you're saying in Return to Slasher Nurse, he's there and, you know, it's his character from from Bloody Summer Camp. So it's just sort of perfect, you know, um, that you guys do that. But yeah, I he he laughed. Uh, I forgot what he, he sent me a uh, his uh and I, I love seeing him act. I told him that earlier too, because I you know, I don't I don't get to see him act as much, but he goes, you know, it's not a shit box. That was his response to me. <laughs> uh, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic, yeah. It was funny. Um I, you know, they there were like little things maybe. Do you mind if I say anything sort of oh, like where please. and yeah, I mean um so like open. yeah and and you know it's nothing like too big or anything it's just little little things that as a filmmaker i i noticed that maybe other people wouldn't care or whatever but i i saw it like like the, when they're checking the cars and everything and nobody opens up the the hood of the car to check and see what's wrong with the car why it won't start i'm like that doesn't seem normal <laughs> like i would be like you know, and I get it sometimes as a filmmaker, you don't want to have people go and do that because that takes time. And that's like, you know, that's more, you know, running time in the movie that doesn't need to be there when you can just cut it. It's just when I see it, I go, oh, man, I would have I would have had them go and <laughs> do that. Open up the thing and check it. You know, that's me. I'll have to send you the extended copy because uh, uh, <laughs> the extended cut with the ones that the backers got uh uh, is actually two and a half hours long. Uh, yeah. Um, 
And actually, uh, there was one. Well, he actually made it didn't, it didn't even make the, the extended cut because we were too afraid of copyright. Uh, but it's in the bloopers um, of, of, like, of, of, of that cut too, uh, where like the very first uh, one that uh, that uh, like uh, of, of the camp owner when he gets in the Corvette, uh, like it doesn't start, and he it do, and he does actually open up the hood, and he looks. I was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I just buy the damn things, and then right. I, I my character pops his hand and goes. I think it's the fourth capacitor. <laughs> you say that? Yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, see, that would have been great. I don't know why it wasn't left in there. I guess co- use a copyright kind of thing for yeah. for the fourth capacitor sure? or something, or for the yeah, we have from Back to the Future and everything. Uh, so uh, we weren't sure if that would be treading on uh, ground. But also, we knew we had to, we had to trim it down, and we kind of just figured that was one of those little few areas where we could. Um, is that trademarked? Is flux capacitor trademarked? I don't know if it is or not. It may not be, but I mean, it kind of still became a to us at least for at least that one little uh, smidge there. There is like you know, as they say, like you know, I can't give a distribution or a two and a half hour movie. They're not going to take it, and, and, and we were right. right. They pretty much said you got to cut it to two hours. So Dave had to just go in there and uh, okay. Just start- the way of things. <laughs> well, see, this is why I need to talk to you about these little things, because then I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Whatever, yeah, like, and that's not a big deal, but it's just something oh, yeah, like well, I noticed. Not a bad uh, critique at all, and I totally understand where you're getting, like, you know, because you see that with uh, even a lot of the old 80s films, so I, I see definitely we're getting, I mean, heck, even with uh, Dave Christie from Friday the 13th, when his car breaks down, you see he does open up the hood. Right. Like, Let's see if he can fix it. And then he looks over and sees uh sees uh, uh, uh Miss Voorhees coming down or whatever and with the light and he notices her and he's like, Oh, it's you, which is also in the movie, is in your movie, is in Blood Buddy Summer Camp. It's like, Oh, it's you. Oh, hi, how are you doing? When the, the camp the, the lady comes out and gets killed or whatever. The yep. uh, what what if she was like the HR lady or something? I don't know what she yeah, necessarily yeah. was. Are, uh, onboarding pretty much yeah <laughs> and so she was talking she was obviously talking to what's his name um the wait a minute uh-oh uh-oh i'm seeing a problem here with their your thing oh, ask and actually already have a way around that one. Oh, are you sure okay i'm gonna i'm gonna say it and then you're gonna tell me what the way around it is how did she say oh it's you and then he's he looks like he's standing up, right? Was he not? He was standing up, but here's the thing. He was new. He had glasses and, and, and he had a shirt on. He took off the glasses and, and, he, and, he, and he slicked his hair back before he uh, before he killed her. So he didn't look, look the same. And because he's so new, she didn't even really process. She was running around doing things. So she's like, oh, it's you. And, you know, and then and he comes up and, and then like she's like, oh. Is there something I can help you with? Like, you know, almost like, you know, wait, wait, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So he was, didn't seem, okay. So it could have been anybody like the idea. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Then I think, but, but when I was saying, I was like, wait, he's walking. How does that make any sense? <laughs> um, the other, the other thing is the beginning of the movie where we have the two, um, uh, two camp counselors who get their car broken down because that happens all the time in every, you know, all these movies mm-hmm. or whatever. They set up a tent and the tent goes on fire and everything. But there's nobody inside the tent. It didn't look like, you know, 
were they already out of the tent? Because I know the person falls down and it's like, you know, whatever. But like when you see it, nothing's moving, nothing, whatever. It's just a, a burning tent, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, that was one that we were trying to figure out how something to do because uh, that was during COVID. Uh, that uh, there was there was a couple of scenes that you would think was probably around the camp area, but uh, actually wasn't. A very 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 minimal of them. Like uh, uh, the uh, the the tent being burnt up was one of the scenes that was not actually filmed at the camp. That was actually uh, filmed at the uh, director's uh, house because uh, he has a big giant backyard with lots of wood. So we went back in that area. And actually, uh, 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 which is a cool, cool little trick because uh, most people would never even picked up on it because it looked too and meshed well. I thought it meshed perfectly. Well, my... it wasn't supposed to be at the camp, though, right? They're just they're driving by the oh, camp. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's exactly. kind of on the side of the road, supposedly. You know, my death when when the girls walk by and they see me uh, killed. One, um, the girls uh, like well, well, when you see me dead on there, that's not at the camp. That's actually at at at, at the uh, director uh, Dave Kerr's house. Um, and then um, also uh, to boot, the girls were not there that day. Like we filmed the girls that came to the trail, look like they see me and they go in the back and forth and stuff. But yeah, they. Uh, uh, I, you can I was... sort of tell that because the she kind of makes it aware. Oh, don't don't look, don't look! But they're shot right there. And there's never a shot of them like walking by you, you know, it's, it's shot separately. So you can sort of tell, you know, or whatever, but it's, it's all right. You know, it's cool. I, I liked it. I, I was like, oh man, I thought you were going to be the killer. I was <laughs> so excited, you know, cause you did get to play the killer. If I'm correct, you get to play devil face. Oh uh, yeah. I actually, um, funny enough, cause uh, the HR scene, uh, that had opened the door the very first whack of of uh, because we had to do this in a fun sequence because with the camera to follow along with the sound guy to follow along, I couldn't come in and go around them and give the first hit uh, uh, to the HR lady. So what we did was they they, they did the they did me open the door and open it up, and then when it started to pan over to the hallway with the HR girl, I would go underneath them. I'd hand <laughs> off the I'd hand off the fire extinguisher that I you see my hand pull off. And I handed it to the special effects artist Amber uh, Folcher, and uh, Amber is actually the one who does the very first crack nice. to her on the head, on the ground. Then when you see uh, uh, the the footsteps go on top of her, start cracking on her head more. That's actually me again. Um, uh, that uh, that that scene of Double Face uh, slowly coming down from the rafters. Uh, that was also me. Um, mm. um, uh, cutting the uh, cord, which. It was not as easy as I thought it was going to be. It's like, oh, it was a snipper. I'm like, oh, wait, no, this is not snipping off. I got to kind of give this a little, a little pull. Uh, that was also me. Um, and uh, half of the Shonda kill scene was me. Uh, the scene where, like, uh, Shonda hits him with that uh, medical uh, divider and he falls down and, and, and he walks out and throws the uh, machete. That was actually uh, Brendan Lynch, uh, the one who actually uh, plays um, uh, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, and, um, and, but then when Double Face uh, gets over her and she pulls up uh, the mask and he, sw- he pulls it right back down again before you can see it and you see him put the machete up and go down and, and, and to kill Shonda, that was also me. Nice. So good. You have to play multiple roles too. You know, that's oh, yeah. kind of the part of indie filmmaking. You know, um, you got to wear multiple hats. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and the, the more you can do, the the better off it is, too. I mean, like, trust me. I mean, anything you do to keep 
filming going and production going and I have to make stops to get some to get someone else in, in that place. Uh, trust me, it, it, it can be a game changer and a lifesaver at the same time. I, I absolutely agree. Um, so the special effects, by the way, were freaking phenomenal. Um, oh, the, I mean, the start with the burned body, you know, right? Like that start with that, that was pretty brutal and and pretty awesome then and these are all practical effects right no cgi kind of thing like you know back like the 80s so more people should do that especially in hollywood like i know it's it's probably cheaper easier to to just put in fake cgi shit but like you know it's more fun when we get to see you know blood spurting out and you know and all this cool shit and people getting a, a, a fire extinguisher, you know, on their head and their head just crushing, you know, like, that's just cool. Like, you know, like that. And w was there ever like a time because some of these special effects, like the fire extinguisher thing too, was like, it's a little scary to like, actually like, you know, almost hit somebody with a fire extinguisher. Is there ever like a moment where it was sort of like, uh Oh, is this gonna, is this gonna hurt somebody? Oh, well, fortunately, uh, we actually swapped it out. Like, the one you see me uh, pick up originally, uh, like, it, uh, like is actually not even the re a real one. We just got a really good duplicate. It's actually pure styrofoam. Uh, so when Wait, they make styro, did you have to make a styrofoam one? Or is it like, is it a prop that you can buy? Oh, it's a prop you can buy. Um, um, uh, uh, funny enough, actually, um, I, I actually own the prop. Um, uh, actually, <laughs> how, how how do you get any of these? Because I see that, like, well, uh, nobody can see this because this is a podcast. But behind you is a little devil guy behind you and everything. How do you get all these things? Do you just ask, you know, or you know? Oh, uh, the devil based one. It, uh, it was kind of like uh, I bought one the masks. Um, and then like you know, Dave was like, well, you know, like, well, like you know, uh. Uh, I didn't know maybe if you may want the jacket. You're like, yeah, I'll take the jacket. And I was like, I was like, who knows? Maybe one day I'll grab a dummy. And I'll make my own uh, statue of him. And Dave's like, well, actually, yeah, I might have that covered for you. Uh, uh, this dummy that, that that I put the devil face uh, on. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, but our, our latest film that just came out, Go Away. Uh, there is actually a scene where like the main uh, killers. Um, uh, uh, like you know, uh, uh, costume is on uh, is on a display on which is being all on a, on a dummy. This is actually the dummy from Go Away that the uh, main killer's uh, uh, costume was being uh, displayed on. No shit. So Dave just gave that to you. Yep. That's awesome. See, I it mean, is. you guys joke on each other and shit, but you guys are real good friends. You know. Oh yeah. Honestly, I mean, like. Do we act that way when we're in person a lot of times? Yes, we do. But Dave and I absolutely love each other to death. We are good friends. Uh, Amber and my wife are very good friends. I mean, just uh, last weekend, Amber uh, and Jamie went to a reptile uh, exhibit uh, together. Um, uh, and we said, like, you know, uh, you know, Dave and I uh, like hanging out. We do movie nights uh, a well, lot of times. Uh, the first but, night. The first night we did our show, they walked in. Yeah, exactly. I started walking. I was like, dude, I swear to God, this was not planned. They, I, I, I had no idea they were coming here. Yeah, um, it's awesome. You know, like the, when you guys are that friends of like, hey, I'm just going to come over to your house and have like a, a you know, see if you want to hang out, you know, kind of thing, which I, I, I don't really have that in Williamsburg, you know, like uh, the people I, I do, you know, do my movies with and stuff. They're all over Virginia, you know, and everything. 
Um, so I, it's, it's not anything like that. I, I have other friends who might come over or whatever, but nobody ever stops by, you know, like that unannounced, you know, so that's awesome. Like I, I wouldn't mind that. I would be okay with that as long as I wasn't busy, like doing a podcast, you know? Oh, you know, I mean, like, uh, Dave and I got me really good uh, one time. I was, I think it was like two years ago. Uh, it was, it was, it was actually my birthday. Uh, they, uh, like, you know, and, and apparently they had it planned for a while. And like, I just had a rough week at work. And I was telling my wife, I was like, oh God, I just can't wait. I was like, you know, I'm not going anywhere this weekend. I, I'm not, I, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to veg out. I'm going to watch a bunch of movies, pull up, maybe play some video games. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to sit here. And she's like, you're not going to go out for anything. I was like, not a chance. Like, you know, I was like, the only thing that's going to get me out of this house is if Dave calls me and there is some emergency with Bloody Summer Camp that he needs my help and attention for. And if that happens, then then fine. I, then then I then then I will go and take care of that. And lo and behold, like a day or two later, Dave calls me. Yeah, hey, Mike, uh, there's a real problem. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, I, I, I might have some issues with with, with Bloody Summer Camp. Is there any way you you come by my house uh, uh, so you can take a look at me? I forget what it was exactly, but it was something that made me go, oh crap. Dave needs me for play with you should have said you should have said anything, then that wouldn't have happened, you know. Yep. Right. But, but but then but then I went out there and stuff, but it, and it turned out it was all set up because Jamie needed me out of the house because the, the whole cast and, and everybody was trying to throw me a surprise uh, birthday party. Oh, that's nice. But Dave called me out like, oh, like it was it, it ended up being complete bull. Like he did not need me for anything, but he knew like if he called me out uh, because we had an emergency or that we had something wrong with Blaze Summer Camp, he knew that'd be the one thing that would get me out of the house. But I was like, nope, if it's Blaze Summer Camp, I gotta fix it. See, cause... see, there you go. You told you told your wife, and she made it happen. <laughs> To show the love I had, like I was like, I'm not going anywhere. But oh wait, there's something wrong with the movie. Oh wait, nope, nope. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> right, you know. And then it, there's nothing wrong. It's just you know, exactly. you know. But, oh, we fixed it before you got here. Oh, sorry. But hey, hang out with us for a little bit. You know, well, you know, that is not reason why the movie was just so special. It's like I met so many wonderful and special uh, people on there, and I and the best part was I got to work with uh, with a lot of them on other projects too. Um, oh, once again, others with within our uh, within the Slasher Fifteen banner, and I even got to work with them outside the Slasher Fifteen banner on other projects, and it's just great to you know see that you know a place where we all uh, were coming from together and yet we all get to still find ways to uh, cross paths and meet up and still get to work and hang out together you know yeah it, um it's a real so, yeah it's a family right exactly um now i noticed like so so dave kerr works with you guys of slasher 15 but i see a lot of the same people are working with like brad twig and everything you know, is there like a friendship there? Like, do like working together and everything, or is it just, you know? Oh yeah, actually, funny enough, when we were doing a play summer camp, at one point, uh, we actually were doing a cross promotion for each other. Uh, Brad's team uh, was actually constantly uh, showing a lot of love uh, the play summer camp and getting their fans to give us an eye over, and we were doing the same for his uh, film uh, Shriek Show. Also, Deathboard. I saw Deathboard's yeah. uh, poster. You know, in yeah, the movie, yeah. Oh, oh, and we've actually, uh, you know, and, and we've used uh, each other's uh, talent before. Because I mean, obviously, if you, if you see a uh, Shriek show, you'll see 
I'm in a shriek show. Um, nice. Um, I need oh, to if- watch that because uh, I know a lot of people that are in that movie, and uh, and I, I'm I'm friend, friends with the fuzzy monkey guys. Like I, uh, you know, uh, Chris and I are really really close friends. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and, and what? In fact, uh, Daniel, uh, of the one who uh, does their uh, D, uh, their uh, DP work, uh, he's actually the one who did our drone uh, shots for Blade Summer Camp and for Go Away, and he and he actually did some for us again for a slasher nurse. Nice. See, but don't we, you love it? Like people yeah. just work with each other. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I I absolutely love. Like I actually I felt bad because uh, Brian actually did reach out to me not that long ago and asked me to uh, to be a part of a project he was uh, uh, he was getting ready to start uh, filming and I, I and I would have done it for him but unfortunately uh, uh, it, like the, the dates were right in the middle of a uh, slasher so I, I just couldn't do it. It was also really good in this movie to see Jesse Green who's in a lot of Brian's yeah. movies and everything as that the the father of the the real. Donnie Bratz and everything. So it was it was neat because I was like, oh yeah, it's Jesse. You know, like I was talking to him, talking to him on a Facebook the other day on a, like a, in the comment, but he had talked about how he's going to retire or something, you know. And now all of a sudden he's getting all of this great notice for a lot of stuff that he's doing and everything. I'm like, you can't retire now, man. Look at all this stuff you're doing. He goes, maybe I'll take a little break, but you know, like you know. <laughs> Hey, we all need breaks. I mean, absolutely. I mean, like, I had a very, very busy spring. I think it was something like I did like five or six films like in that spring, and I'm not gonna lie, I was so burnt out after that. It's like I need a break, and mm-hmm. after the campaign and the filming the slasher nurse. It's like I, I got a couple of small projects. Uh, I'll be doing. Like, I, I got two other projects. Uh, I'll be doing before I start our next one with slasher fifteen, uh, and. Um, I don't really foresee myself taking on too much more in between that time because I really want some downtime because uh, uh, especially when I'm doing the Slasher 15 stuff because, you know, it's not just acting. I'm also producing. So it's like if I'm not acting that day, I'm still on set uh, mm-hmm. running around doing whatever needs to be done, uh, you know, from day to day operations. I mean, it could be something as simplistic as just moving some lights around or grabbing uh some coffee and donuts uh, for everybody because we know it's going to be a long morning or it's going to be a long night, you know. So let's get caffeinated. With, with, let's get our sugar highs going and uh, let's let's get cracking. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it used to be coffee. Now it's uh, now it's energy drinks or whatever. You know, whatever works fast enough. You know, to get you going. Energy drinks just make me more anxious. <laughs> you know, they don't do shit for me. Wait. It gives me too uh, jittery. I, I mean, I mean, like coffee. Like, I mean, coffee can get me jittery, but it takes a lot of coffee for me to get jittery. I mean, because I mean, I'll usually already put down at least anywhere from four to seven cups a day. Uh, you know, like you know, that's like not that's not like in a row, like you know, back to back. That's like throughout the whole day. You know. Oh yeah, no. I mean, usually it's like two good, good, good sized ones in the morning, and then I'll have a third one when I start my shift in the afternoon for work and. Usually during my eight-hour shift, I'll have at least two more cups uh, during that shift. Understandable, understandable. I'm a coffee drinker. I know, I know, I know how it is. I just I never drink coffee on sets and stuff. Um, uh, I do sometimes. It does upset my stomach. 
So, you know, I, I choose to very careful. People are like, I thought you were a coffee lover. I'm like, I, yeah, not when I'm on set. Like, let me, <laughs> I'm okay with my cherry Cokes or, or whatever, but you know, Thing. what's your, Back. uh, what's your go-to snack? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, actually, my wife actually brought this on set for Slashingers, and it's one of my new absolute favorites. It's uh, like you know, the dried, lightly frosted on top animal crackers. Nice. You just got that really thin, like dried, uh, dried on frosting on it. Uh, like no, 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 not not the ones that look like they've been dipped in frosting. Uh, that that that's too much for me. But just that small little sweet little layer on top of it is like I don't know. They're just so darn delicious. I love them. Uh, but then uh, she also bakes uh, a lot of homemade uh, desserts a lot of times too. Like uh, she does um, uh, sopapilla. It's like an Italian uh, cinnamon honey uh, cheesecake. Um, nice. It's actually, was one of Amber's uh, favorites. Um, So by by default, uh, my my wife always makes it at least a couple of times because you know she absolutely loves her to death. <laughs> right. Um, mine's uh, mine's gushers, you know, fruit gushers. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I, I for some reason I always have them on set. Like I always make sure to pack those when we do our catering, you know, or whatever. And then I make sure that I at least I have a couple packets. And if I have an AD on set, I make sure they know, you know, if there's like one or two packets left, that's mine. Like, don't let anybody, you know, take it because I'm not, uh, I will not be happy if I, uh, if that happens. And uh, there have been a couple of times where most people don't even uh, eat, you know, don't even eat the uh, gushers or whatever. So, all right, works for me, you know. <laughs> I mean, I I got no hate for for gushers. I I like gushers. I mean, and we, we bring them for everybody. So if anybody wants any, if you're you'll be on one of my sets soon enough. I know it. You know. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking about different things, ideas. So well, it'll happen. You know. Uh, and and that's I love this because like, you know, the independent film scene shouldn't be very, you know, um, stingy with their. their casting crew you know um i i sort of fell in that thing before where i got jealous of people taking my people but only if they're taking them when i need them you know like you know if i need somebody in january you know and they're on another set that i introduced them to you know like i get kind of <laughs> frustrated i'm like hey you know you're supposed to work for me now you know like it, it with us this is our this is our company you know but I get it, you know, because we all, everybody wants to, to network and work with everybody. Oh, well, I mean, and it's a business. I mean, like, and the thing is, too, is like, you know, end of the day, like, if some other company grabs, uh, you know, some of your uh, talent for theirs, it's because you did such a good job on your movie on this. Because they're talented. Skill sets uh, that, yeah, I want them now. I mean, so, I mean, in some ways, it's like it is a form of flattery. And I mean, and, but I guess on, on, on the end of the day, though, that's not, it's not like the worst thing in the world to be known for, like, hey, go work for those guys. Why? Because you'll get other uh, offers and gigs to go work uh, elsewhere if you go work for them. I mean, that's not exactly the worst stigma to have uh, for a production company, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just don't, you just want to like, And, and you know, like the people you want to work with, you know, because oh, yeah. um, probably the people you don't end up working with again, it's because something, you know, 
probably something happened, you know, that did not make you want to work with them again. And that's understandable, you know, um, but it's also a thing where you got to be careful in this town, you know, indie film scene is a town in a way and, oh, and people talk, you know, and you, that you, if you do a great job and, and you're very, very sweet and kind to everybody like you seem to be you seem to be a very sweet and kind person to everybody and you always like lift people up you do a freaking appreciation friday thing you know <laughs> every friday you lift people up which is i think is amazing um and our community should have that um there mm -hmm. are a lot of people that don't do that and or you know they only care about themselves and stuff and only out for themselves and those are the people that don't work as much as the people who, you know, help each other out and are there for each other. That's my opinion. Oh, no. And I completely agree. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, the the problem is, like, you know, is you, you know, just like with any business, uh, you got a couple of bad apples in the bunch that uh, some, I don't want to say ruin it for everyone else, but it definitely makes uh, our jobs harder to convince mm. The uh, the ones who don't know us that well that look I understand you had a bad ordeal with you know these people and stuff but you know uh, you know we're not like that you know like look at our track record our movies get made they do come out they can be viewed uh, any of our old previous projects you can see mm -hmm. and if, so most of you can convince but it's just the fact that you know they're they're uh, if, if they didn't get just gonna screw over by whatever by xyz uh, project or whatever then they probably wouldn't even have the second thought they probably just like oh well, yeah you all look cool i like your idea here like i want to get a copy of your movie uh, or you know i want to get special thanks in your film or something like that um but i just took a screenshot of us like or whatever a, a picture of us you know because i i i still am in at all of the fact that you have a you have a statue behind you, like uh, uh, of of Devil Face, and he looks like he's gonna try to kill you. Oh yeah, and actually, right when we wrap up uh, Slasher Nurse, I'm gonna make another one for uh, the Slasher Nurse. <laughs> oh, for real? Nice. So you got another okay. dummy? Oh, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna buy her, but uh, but we already got the mask, and um and and we, we are getting a uh, a copy of her uh, costume. Um, nice. So, so we can put that on, on there too. Yeah, because I mean, you got a female dummy and a male dummy. You're gonna have them oh, fight each other out. And, we, and I, I'm, I'm like, you know, not that. I mean, I'm proud of all of our films we do with Slasher uh, uh, 15. Like I said, Blood Summer Camp is always gonna have probably my deepest love just because it was my first film and it's my favorite genre. But I will say though, Slasher Nurse, uh, I'm, I'm looking really forward uh, to that coming out and to everyone getting to see that one because like. The locations and the budget we got to have for effects, I, I think people are going to be like, yep, this is why you give these people money is, is I think what they're going to be saying, like, you know, because we let show because, I mean, I've seen films and I you know like where I've seen some Indiegogos where they're getting six figures. Right. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, my God, I would sell my soul for that. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, look, when the people get the six figures and everything. There's still they still need to do like finishing funds and other things because that money was used or whatever, but that wasn't enough to like, you know, pay for everything. They still, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, and you know, uh, was that? I mean, 
Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll just agree with you. Like, oh, yeah, and, and we do the same thing because usually, like, you know, when you do your first crowdfunder, that's the money you're really using uh, to make the film. And a lot of times you go into a little debt, and that's why in post you hope that you can gain that money back and get where, 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 uh, wherever else you need. Like, is like you know, for like in your uh, composer or doing your color, uh, your your color grading, your sound mixing, and so on. Uh, but I, I was more making the point that like. I've seen some people who are getting six figure ones, but yet when I see like their trailers come out or I see like the movies come out, I'm like, I, I, I like it was, it's all shot in like one single location. Like, like it's yeah. like, you know, house. And I'm just like, where, like, it, it, it looks more like you had 30 K than it did. You had uh like 150 K or something. Right. And then there, are, but don't be wrong. Then there are some that, like you know, um, uh, like I knew, you know, name name drop a good one are the uh, Mahalo brothers. You know, those yeah. guys with budgets, but you see it in the product, though. Right. I mean, like we just reviewed Anna and I, uh, Anna Zayden and I, just reviewed um, uh, was the Bridge of the Doomed, and oh. you can uh, you can see where the money went, like the makeup effects, the people involved. You know, it, it was it, it was clearly I don't know if it was one of the ones that had like 100K or, or more, but you could clearly see where it goes. And uh, the Mahal brothers are people like I definitely look up to, you know, oh, as far as. Oh, no, I, I do, too. Uh, matter of fact, uh, when we were doing our crowdfunding for Slasher Nurse uh, for our very first one, they actually uh, 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 did, a, uh, you know, they did a shout out uh, for us, like telling all their fans that we were someone to keep an eye on and that we are some of the uh, good ones uh, that, you know, you should uh, be uh, paying attention to. And uh, to us, that was just such like, you know, a badge of honor to re re receive that uh, from, uh, from them. I mean, that meant a lot. I mean, you know, like, just like, just like you, I mean, I actually really admire these guys I, with what they have accomplished with what they can uh, do, how they can generate, you know, money uh, to, to make their movies. It's very impressive. It is nothing short of impressive to me. They're like the modern day Go Gollum and whatever the, um, the, 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 Canon guys, they're the Canon guys. They're they're bringing Canon back in a way, you know, because they're bringing these fun, uh, low budget, you know, genre movies back into the, you know, into the world. And I love that. Like I find that to be, um, freaking, you know, uh, amazing. Um, I said Gollum. I think it was Golan, whatever like i can't even say their name sorry the guys who made canon and everything you know canon uh pictures the guys who did like he-man and uh cyborg and all those you know i think they were supposed to do spider-man at one point you know but unfortunately that money fell through that's why they made uh, cyborg i think um stuff like that like um i, I though i would love to have seen jean-claude van damme as spider-man like that would have been awesome. You know, could you imagine that? Like, that would have been awesome. It wasn't probably a thing that was going to happen, but like, that'd be hilarious, you know? Well, man, especially to see, like, to see, like, 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 like Flash Thompson at school try to uh, pick on, like, oh, Flash, you're about to get your ass whipped. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had was a Dolph Lundgren as He Man. Uh, I don't think they did Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, but. Uh, uh, 
um, uh, well, yeah, well, I, mean, I knew Dolph did do a version of uh, Punisher right. at one point, but some, but I think somebody else produced that. I don't know what company, but he, he, I mean, I have never actually seen it, which is a bad thing because I should have seen this movie, you know, or whatever. I just I think when it, you know, when I first heard of it, I was too young to like, and I wasn't into comics when I was a kid. You know, it wasn't until I grew up and became a Kevin Smith fan that I got into comics. So, you know, that happens. That hey, everyone, everyone has their uh, story on what drew them into wanting to start to read a comic book. Uh, and the best part about it is, most time, it's never the same story. It's always like something different for for, for someone else. But in the end, it's just the experience of knowing that it was brought to you, and you and. You know, that like, you know, it's also one of those things where, like, even if you open up and, like, you know, you don't get into it, <laughs> at least if you get why others have the appreciation for it, mm-hmm. that everyone needs to be said. And I think most who do, even if they don't get into it, like, all right, you know what? I get it. You know, it's not my thing, but I, I get why people get you know, into it. I mean, like, a good one for me. I'm, uh, I know probably a lot of people were like uh, chastising me, me for this one. I'm not a very big uh, anime fan uh, at all. Like Dragon Balls and all that just doesn't excite me. Uh, but I totally get the the love for it. I understand why a lot of people do. It's just not my thing. I'm going to try because, you know, I wasn't very into it. And then, of course, there's a girl who's into very into it that I'm like, ah, oh, you know, and I when I see like the stuff that she posts about it, I'm like, that sounds interesting. I should check that out. But uh, I haven't uh, I haven't checked it out yet. So she's recommended things for me to check out, and I just haven't, you know, done that yet. And I, I'm sure there is some good anime uh, out there. I mean, I mean, I've I, I found hybrids that I would call close to anime. Like you know, like it was pretty much comic book animation, but they went more on that anime style with a way with, with, with their artwork and everything. And even to a small point, even their style with, with the stories even. Uh, but I know, but I think that what, what kept my attention going that was because they were following on uh, IPs of characters that I actually was a fan of. Um, and like, but you know, it's like, I, I know they did a TV series, uh, anime style of the uh, fantastic four uh, that I liked a lot i I thought was actually uh pretty good my uh friend my my buddy paul my co-host um the one that you called me earlier um he uh he uh was into um or he's into samurai stuff you know a little bit you know whatever like enough and he showed me a Netflix show that's coming out that's an anime samurai girl show with like you know, American cast members doing the voices and stuff like that. So it's it's not an actual anime, you know, thing. And I was like, this actually looks pretty cool. Like, I'd watch it, you know. I, it, it looks like an American anime, you know, if that makes any sense. I mean, I mean, I mean I, I'm definitely following on, on that one. I mean, it's like I said, I mean, like, you know, I, I have, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I'm just not in, in right. Uh, I mean, and like I said, and I would never like you know poke fun at anyone or give anyone grief who wasn't to it. Because like I said, I get it. I mean, it, I I understand why people uh you know can get uh, can get into that. There, there's only been a very very few things I've ever told myself. Who is watching this? Uh, like uh, keep up with the uh, Kardashians, for example. Oh. That's, 
That's why I'm like, who and why are you watching this? <laughs> and it's so funny when I, I talk to people who watch it and I ask them, why do you watch it? And they're like, you know, because I'm, uh, because it's a guilty pleasure or something. I'm like, it, like, like I can understand maybe like checking a movie out because it's a guilty pleasure, but literally watching hours and hours, that's not guilty pleasure. That's pleasure. You know, if you watch, you know, hours of content of these people that, you know, whatever, that's not a guilty pleasure anymore. That's literally you're having, you're enjoying this shit somewhere or another, whatever. Either you enjoy the pain or you enjoy, it's not pain to you at all. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, 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 I agree. I mean, uh, uh, before I met my wife, I used to date this other girl. She was really, really into all those MTV uh, celebrity day games like Flavor of Love. Oh, God. I know a couple of people are on that show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was just so annually into it, Like, oh, I think they're going to be the ones. I'm like, you do realize that either A, they're actors, or B, they're just trying to get a paycheck. Any, whoever wins this, if they're together a year from now, I will eat my hat <laughs> because I know they won't be. <laughs> and lo and behold, I don't think any of them really have been. <laughs> Well, there's also that show like Love at First Sight or whatever, and then people are really into that. That's on Netflix. I mean, it, you know, it, it, whatever. You know, people are into these things, and I don't judge them because I mean, I'm into weird shit too. Um, you know, so I, I, I don't, I don't care. But I just, I, I just, yeah, I'm like you. I, I'd just be like, ah, I'm not really. I don't know. Love at first sight, though. I watched the first, like the first season of it. And I was like, it's it's not a terrible idea, but it's like the people there are just douchebags most of the time, you know, or whatever. You're just like, I don't want to see douchebags, you know. That's why you like watching horror films because the douchebags usually die, you know, mm. and stuff. You know, they don't usually. The final girl is not a bitch, you know. The you know or whatever. It's usually, you know, whatever. So anyway. By the way, real quick, before we end this, because we're probably going to wrap this up in a second, but I do want to say that I did see a couple really cool things that reminded me of like the final girls, um, which we okay. were talking about doing, but we already already did it with uh, Sarah. So, you know, um, we can't. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. okay. I, I think I picked it too because me and her were fans of the movie and shit, and it's a movie I loved, and and so I think you picked a couple things that I already picked, you know, myself or whatever, and I was like, sorry, uh, well, Tucker and Dale versus Evil was hers, you know, was her pick, and uh, Final Girls was mine, and so we had a couple that you were like, oh, and those are sort of in the same vein, but, uh. Was it uh, the final girls has that scene where the character jumps in slow mo and falls down, you know, or whatever, and and everything, and it's kind of, but they're kind of joking at it, going, "We're in slow mo," or whatever, right? As it was happening, and so they like were aware of it, you know, or you know, and whatnot. But in this movie, it did have the slow mo in it. And it was made for the movie, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, I like that part. You know what the funny thing is, originally, that was a goof. Really? 
uh, uh, now there'll be conflicting stories on this one. Uh, from my perspective, uh, it was uh, it, it was nothing that was really technically discussed yet. But then, like uh, I, I think something happened, and, 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 and like the camera got bumped or something, but or 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 or, 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 or like something accidentally got pushed. But it got sent to a uh, slow mo, and ended up getting there. I'm like, well, hey, this actually kind of looks kind of cool. Um, and then uh, just that scene, uh, we actually uh, like Dave showed it to our uh, composer um, 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 Adam, Adam, and uh, Adam was like, "Oh my god, uh, um, can I play with this?" And he—that's when he put in that whole like with the opera and everything. My God, I'm getting shivers. Like, yeah, we gotta do this. And actually, another fun fact too about that. That fall down that Gretchen did was mm-hmm. not; she wasn't supposed to fall. That's actually a legitimate fall she did. She's the one oh. who like played Felicia, right? Yep, exactly. When she uh, died, I said, "Bye, Felicia." Yeah, bye, Felicia. <laughs> I think that was a. That was, I almost feel like that was a point, you know, of it or whatever. But yeah, I love that. It was. I actually know somebody named Felicia, and she's an older woman. And so somebody actually said bye, Felicia, to her, and she's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> she didn't yeah. know the joke, and we had to explain it to her. You know, it's from Friday, which is a movie she did not ever see in her life. <laughs> so if anybody ever says that to her, she's probably just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, you know, but that's that's funny. I, whenever I hear the name Felicia, like in something, I, that's all I can think of. And oh, yeah. and that character was fun. And, you know, oh, um, yeah. I was just a little disappointed because they set up something that just never really came through. Or at least I didn't see it come through. Maybe I missed it. But like she was cutting up her clothes. And then you never kind of go back to that. Do you Did I miss that? No. Um and the funny thing is you tapped into something that I, uh, you, you, it's like what you're talking about wasn't exactly that, but you were very, very close on the right path. Um, there was supposed to be something that was supposed to be added, but I, I, I forgot what happened, but it ended up getting, it ended up getting like overlooked or we forgot to uh, do it. But if you remember, uh, when, um, she gets like kind of closed, you see her steal her necklace. Mm-hmm. That necklace was supposed to come back and have some relevance later on in the story. I forget what it was exactly, but it was yeah. to, to frame someone up. I think it was to make them look like a killer. I, I I don't remember, so don't quote me on that. But the necklace was supposed to have more uh, 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 symbolicness uh, in the story than just oh, I just stole a necklace. I can even see her playing with it. You know, it's there was supposed to be more uh, to that necklace, uh, but. And, and- the cut from that one scene to the uh to her being in her in her cabin mm-hmm. you know and seeing the note to come see Todd or whatever just th- that was way too quick i thought that was the same cabin like it, it i was like why is she chilling on her she waiting for her to come out of the <laughs> out of the thing cuz it, it still looked like she was in the same cabin for some reason like to me like it just it didn't look like she left and then and went into her own cabin and so that was just my my thing i knew where she was after a second but you know yeah. but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I definitely see what you're saying on that one. I mean, yeah, I mean, all I can say is, uh, we had two and a half hours already. I, we had 
had to go down to two. <laughs> and, and you know what? That might have been some of the things that got cut and understandably doesn't probably bother most people. I'm just really weird when when it comes to things like that because as you know, as a director myself, I, I I'm always like you know, when when I I see somebody, I'm like, we got to make sure they leave, <laughs> leave the cabin, and and then we got to see them sort of come back into the next cabin, because otherwise, for me personally, I will be thrown off, you know, and stuff, and I hate being thrown off, and so I don't even care, like if the audience gets thrown off or whatever, that's that's on them, but like me personally, I just don't like it. So I, I do that, you know, I'm very like picky on that stuff, but I also write that into the scripts, you know, and stuff like leaves the cabin, shuts the door behind them, you know, right. All the time, because I just can't, ah, it just bothers me, you know, with, with writing and, and where people just skip to the next scene and then they're on, you know, somewhere else, you know, and it's just like, throws me off. No, like, hey, no, I, honestly, I'm actually very impressed, man. I'm, I'm like, you know, I can definitely tell you're really uh, paying attention because, like I said, like a lot of the things that you point out, like I said, uh, the, the shirt one and the necklace, uh, no one ever would pinpoint that one, but the whole uh, diamond one, yeah, a couple of people mentioned uh, to us about that before, but it's also amazing that most people don't ever go back and pick up on that. Well, like, you know, it, it's probably another thing of like, it's a movie. It's a goofy little horror movie. You know, it's not supposed to be picked apart, you know, like, like, you know, we, we think of things differently because we're filmmakers, you know? So when, and you're the one who worked on it. So like you think of it differently than I would think of it. And I think of it differently than you would think of it because I'm seeing it for, through the eyes of somebody who just watched it for the first time and is like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing. Why, why, why am I now just watching this? I need to watch this again and again and again later, you know, like this should be a summertime movie for me to watch, you know, and I think that should be everybody else, too. So go buy the movie or go watch it on Tubi. That's going to be my uh, my suggestion. So uh, thank you, Michael. This is awesome. You know, thank oh, you man. for picking this movie. Man, th thank you for letting me uh, do it, man. I, I, like I said, like, I, I got really excited uh, about, about this one because, I, uh, you, like you said, uh, I was having a hard time. I was like, yeah, what's up? And you're like, oh, here's what's everything I've done. And, and the worst part was, I know I said Final Girls, like, it's on the list. I was like, what is it? And like, because uh, uh, I swear, I did scroll through the list once. I mean, I, I won't lie. I kind of did a scan. I was like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And I was like, all right, well, all right, fine, Final Girls. It's on the list. What is it? Oh, damn it. It is, isn't it? <laughs> like, well, all right. I was like, oh, you know what? Screw it. I blaze summer camp. I, I know that's not on there. And you know what the best part is? I can talk all night about that freaking movie. I know you can. And uh, we could all, we could still do that too. It could make, this could be like a commentary track for the fucking movie. Cause I think it's almost just as long as the movie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't cutting it. There's no cuts in my thing. You're in a, you know, if it's if it's almost two hours, it's almost fucking two hours. So there you go. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I I you know I just enjoyed it because it's just a fun little slasher. I'm slashers are my favorite genre. So I slip genre of horror. I'm I absolutely adore them, and I'm glad there's a whole company called Slasher Fifteen that seems to that's all they seem to be making is slashers. So. You know, keep doing that, Dave. If that's really what you love doing, you know, Michael, if that's what you guys love working on and everything, keep making slashers, especially different kinds. Like you got Slasher Nurse, you got um, some Bloody Summer Camp, 
go away, you know, all of these things that you guys are making, they're all different kinds of, you know, horror, you know, movies, you know, or whatever. 80s and then there's the 2000s and then there's probably going to be 90s and you know 2020s you know where everything's all woke and shit you know <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, all the cameras we're going to cancel you <laughs> <laughs> exactly well if you were worried about uh you were worried about uh was it uh getting getting in trouble before now <laughs> wait till we do our 2020 slasher you know <laughs> like, uh but you know it's yeah so it's it's one of those things where uh i just enjoy um yeah i just enjoy watching these things and and bloody summer camp is is a movie that i think um everybody would enjoy um i know i'm 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 just going to be honest like sometimes the length might put people off um my suggestion is get just just watch it anyway you know because the the length goes by like that like it literally does it it go the time goes flies right by so okay. you know. I definitely agree with that, and I'm not just uh, shooting my horn, but I felt the same way because I got, I mean, and and also, and we have gotten some people who complain about the length, and I get that. I mean, uh, some people get right, outright a little mean about it. They're like, if it's not exactly an hour and a half then, or less, then it's not a real horror movie. I'm like, whoa, that's not exactly accurate. Now is it? Well, especially not nowadays. You know, there's so many horror movies that get you know in the two hours or or longer mark you know or whatever and especially a24 movies are you kidding me like fucking you know midsummer midsummer you know like what the fuck you know that movie's long i mean i have stephen king's uh of, 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 of movies oh uh, funny last uh funny, funny thing last night because i was gonna bring this up to you earlier when we were talking uh and, and stuff uh i i was having a bad case of insomnia last night and i just could not sleep I ended up staying up all night last night, and I watched all of uh, Stephen King's uh, Storm of the Century. Wow. Which is four and a half hours long. How, I, how long? Four and a half hours. Oof. It's three episodes of hour and a half long, because it was one of those made-for-TV movies, uh, just like how uh, the original It was and uh, the original uh, Stand. Uh, 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 Storm of the Century uh, was another one of King's novels that, that was given that same treatment and stuff. Uh, it's actually really good. Uh, it stars uh, Tim Daly uh, from Wings. Uh, he, he voiced uh, Superman in the animated series. Nice. Uh, I love uh, but, Wings. Oh yeah, no, I loved Wings too. That 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 was such an underrated gem. I don't think that thing got the uh, love it really should have gotten. I mean that the humor and the love on that one was right up there with something as, as much as uh, Night Court or Cheers for, for that. Right. Matter. No, I agree. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I don't want to. This has gone longer than I think than the movie. So, eh. I don't know. So we beat the movie's runtime. We're getting close to the original cut. Um. So I want to thank everybody, uh, for checking this out. Thank you for the season. The season has been incredible. Michael was not. I don't think Michael was the original. Like was originally planned to be our co-host. You were going to be a guest for the show, and then you just kind of came on this season. So I really appreciate your just coming on and chatting with us and or chatting with me and and everything. Um, the next season won't start till March, so it's going to be a little bit of a break. Um, but get ready because we're gonna we're gonna have to find ones that aren't on that list that we both you know are excited about so 
uh, I can't wait. Um, I think this is going to be, uh, this next one will be a really fun, um, season. So, uh, tune in cause you're back, right? You're coming back. Oh, you know, I am. <laughs> All right. Good. You know, um, uh, what? I love I love these hangouts and, and, and these talks, man. It's just good to hang out and talk shop and just talk about horror that we just like and love in general. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's not joy? <laughs> exactly so uh, join us in march for a brand new season and we'll be back until then everybody bye